Charlotte, the Millie Rose, and welcome to Say La Me. So, as you can tell, the podcast got an update with a new color scheme and cover art and everything. I am so excited about this change. I know I've only been podcasting for about six months, but I was starting to feel like I needed something that represented me and the podcast vision that I had for Say La Me a little bit better. Um, so the name of the podcast is obviously very French-inspired, and I wanted the cover art to kind of reflect that, to be more simplistic, more minimal, um, more delicate, just very um, chic, I guess, and so I went through several different fonts and design ideas before I chose the pretty cursive font that we have on the cover right now. So I was actually going to stick with the same colors as I had before, I just wanted a kind of a different design, but I started playing around with, uh, different shades of purple, and I really loved it, and so if you do not know, purple is my favorite color anyway, so it definitely got me excited about using the color for branding for the podcast. So, I worked really hard on this. I actually, just about an hour ago, I released the design on my um, Instagram. So, yeah, it is Sunday afternoon, by the way. Um, So, yeah, I released it about an hour ago, and so far people are loving it, which I'm very, very pleased about because I did work hard on it. Um, I was designing for a while, and then definitely every day this week I was making tweaks every day to get the design. The, the design's perfect. I'm just too excited. <laughs> and so I love the way it came out. I'm just gonna say, if you are not following the Instagram, do it. It has gotten the same facelift as the podcast has, and it looks amazing. Um, I actually created several different designs for the different posts. Like, I do a Friday Faves post where I tell, like, all the stuff I've been loving, I tell it on a Friday, all the stuff I've been loving that week, and so there's a specific design for that, there is a specific design for my my podcast announcements, and so they all look pretty cohesive, but there is variety, it's not just the same template for each thing, and so it just, it keeps it interesting, and, but also looking like it's from the same account, so very excited about that, I did put a lot of effort into these designs, so you can find my podcast Instagram in the show notes, so definitely go say hi. I love hearing from y'all. And I also just thought of the fact that you do not see my face. And the podcast design did not have my face on it um, before, and it doesn't have my face on it now. So if you want to go see my face, if you care that much, um, go to my podcast Instagram because I do try and go on my stories. I'm not like an influencer who vlogs every moment of their life. I'm not that regular with it. Um, I do want to become more regular with it, but I am not um, just seamlessly vlogging everything because, um, one, I do like privacy, like I've stated before, but another reason is I just haven't gotten comfortable with it enough, but I definitely do want to be on my stories more to show my face and kind of build a little more connection that way, but yeah, if you want to go see my face, go to my podcast Instagram and look at my stories because you can definitely see me there, so. Yeah, I love hearing from y'all, but definitely DM me, say hi, uh, tell me your favorite episode, tell me improvements, just talk to me, because I love talking to y'all, so, yeah. Alrighty, so today's episode is partially inspired by my changing the podcast art, and we're going to talk about changing your mind and having opinions and everything that goes along with those two things. So, what also inspired this episode is that there used to be a point in my life, probably around my teenage, preteen years, um, around that point, where I used to be so afraid of talking about something that I wasn't 100% sure of or knowledgeable about, um, and I'm sure we all go through this, but I, I just remember it, you know, and I used to write songs and there was a point where I really wanted to write songs about God. So I wrote a couple and that was great and I was enjoying it. But then I started to, you know, overthink and get scared 
and kind of not enjoy it as much. I was thinking, like, what if what I write isn't scripturally or theologically sound? I don't know everything about God, so what if I misrepresent him or people find some sort of grave heresy type of issue with my songs? And I will definitely explain my thinking, um, because it sounds kind of dramatic, and I guess it kind of is, you know, you are dramatic when you're a teenager, um, and some of us never grow out of that, but that's okay. Um, but what I wanted to do as a teen was to be in a band or to sing solo, um, and have people eventually hear my music, and so I didn't necessarily want to be in a Christian band, but I did, you know, uh, Christianity definitely impacts my life, um, but I figured someday someone would hear these songs, and so that's why I was getting really scared about getting something wrong, because in my mind, there's a possibility of someone hearing these songs, so that's why I was, I was thinking more in, well, I guess I was thinking in less of a, um, this is just a hobby, it's just for me type of way, and I was thinking in, like, you know, like I was having a career in it, which it does sound dramatic, but that's okay. Um, I was thinking more of like a career type of, you know, people will hear this and blah, this will make up my career. Um, but you know, I was thinking that people, um, would hear it. And so I was, I was scared of what my listeners, which I didn't have listeners, um, would think, you know, when I release these songs, if I release the songs. Um, and so at that point, I kind of unofficially decided that I didn't know enough about every single theological subject, so I couldn't write about God. And so my thought process was like, well, I think this is right, but like, here are all these branches, like it branches off the subjects, and then it goes into these tiny little sub subsubjects, I guess, subsections of the subject. And like, I don't know about this, and I couldn't like, say something if someone were to ask me about this, and I couldn't, I don't, I don't know everything, and so I can't talk about it, because I don't know everything, and so this is just one example, and it is a little bit dramatic, like I said, uh, but this train of thought has made its way into a lot of areas of my life, um, like, when I was writing papers for school, um, especially research papers, you research something, and you're like, I think I know it, but I only know what I read about this su subject, so what if I get it wrong, you know, whatever. Um, also, when I was talking about something that I wasn't intimately familiar with, um, when I had an opinion about something, when I wrote articles for my school magazine, which again were a little bit like research papers, and some of them were opinion-based, so it was a little bit difficult to make a statement and have people maybe argue with it, and um, have me think, could I defend this, or, like, maybe, what if they totally, like, I don't know, blindsided me with some sort of, I don't know, opinion or fact that I hadn't thought about, and, you know, I don't, I never want to be unable to speak, I never want to be speechless with, at, like, I never want to not know what to say back, you know, um, also, when I started this podcast, you know, among other instances, you know, um, there have been subjects that I've wanted to talk about, but I don't know everything about them, and so I don't want someone coming on and being like, hey, like, what about this, this, and this, and it's like, well, those aren't things I considered, and, you know, and then they would think I was wrong. So, anyway, um, it has kind of made an appearance in a lot of areas, and it is definitely more subtle now than when I was a less confident teenager, um, but it still exists. So, for a while, this translated into me being afraid, um, of talking about anything, because there's no topic I know everything about, um, and that's really, really stupid, because nobody knows everything, um, not even 
about the particular subject that they might be qualified expert to talk about, you know? We always have different things where historians argue about this, and I'm like, y'all are all supposed to be experts on history, like, and you can't make up your mind. Um, but that just shows that no one person knows everything about something. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode, and, like, it's just something that I think is sad that you think you have to know everything before you open your mouth, um, because then that basically shuts everybody up because no one knows anything. Um, and so, you know, I might have thought that it was just me, and for a while I thought, oh, you know, that's just a preteen thing, like, when you grow up and you kind of get more secure, you don't feel that way. But actually, I'm seeing that society's kind of enforcing this view, that before someone speaks up, they'd better know everything there is to know on the subject they're commenting on. And I think with things like cancel culture, people are scared to say something about a subject that they might not be able to argue in front of the Supreme Court for fear that people will jump on them or think that or misunderstand what they're saying or just think they're wrong and I feel like when people think that they're like if people think some that something someone says is wrong they discount everything else that they've said as being wrong um which is really sad um and it kind of stunts the conversations we could be having or, you know, even just the opinions people might want to share, you know, people, people don't feel free to share their opinions, and we do have freedom of speech, but also we have Twitter, um, and other forms of social media where people can just go off on someone, um, and just, you know, quote-unquote cancel them, you know, and all of that is mostly being shut down in society because the moment someone says something that someone else doesn't agree with, they get attacked, and, you know, God forbid someone say something that isn't 100% accurate, you know, my opinion, which I can share because it's my podcast, is that you don't have to know everything before you speak about it. So this cancel culture type of attitude is really sad for both parties involved. It's sad for the person who is speaking who is then shut down, and it's sad for the people who are shutting the person down. And I feel like the people who are shutting the um, person down, they're shooting themselves in the foot because opposing viewpoints can create a really interesting and enlightening and educational conversation, you know? Um, and I listen to people's opposing viewpoints, and that doesn't mean I necessarily agree, you know? And... It doesn't mean that I'm, I think that they're right, you know, some opposing viewpoints I think are wrong, but I don't have the power to tell someone to shut up and to not talk and to not say what they are going to say, but I have the power to say, well, I don't agree, you know, and here's what I think. And I feel like that is a really healthy way of dealing with it. It's the way it should be. I feel like, um, having those conversations, I'm not afraid to talk to someone who doesn't, believe what I believe or doesn't, you know, have a viewpoint that I have, as long as we're going to have a reasonable conversation whose goal is to just learn. You know, I want to learn what their viewpoint is. You know, I don't necessarily want to learn why they're right, and I'm open to that if maybe I hold a view that I think is right but it's actually wrong. You know, I'm open to changing my viewpoints if someone has an argument for something that is good. Like, I'm not just going to change on really significant things by one person saying something. But, you know, I'll definitely do some research. It'll get me thinking. And that's really the whole point. It's just to get someone thinking. And it's kind of to understand other people. You know, I can have someone who made a decision that I will never make in my entire life. But I can sit and I can listen to them. And I can think, like, I can learn why they made made that decision. And I was like, yeah, I might 
not agree with what you did or whatever, but I can definitely understand why you did it and I can understand where you're coming from. And really, I think the phrase where you're coming from, that's really important because I feel like um, if we have people of opposing views, we think, oh, they're just stupid or oh, they're just, I don't know they don't think for themselves or something and I feel like we all do this it doesn't matter what side you're on and I'm not I'm not speaking about any specific platform I'm just saying like in general you know if I like macaroni and cheese and someone thinks it's gross I'm like well you don't think for yourselves you just heard it was gross and so you think it's gross you know or something um you know I would I would think oh you don't think for yourselves or oh you're stupid you've never tried it blah, blah blah um And that's a shame because we're totally discounting the other person. And a lot of times the other person isn't stupid. They have had different experiences that lead them. Maybe it's a wrong conclusion. I definitely think if people think that macaroni and cheese is gross, they are wrong. You know, they have a right to their wrong opinion. (laughs) But, um, you know, I don't know. It's just, I think having an open discussion is critical to understanding where people are coming from. And... I'm going to kind of pause here to say a little bit of a disclaimer. I'm willing to have conversations with people who want to know where I'm coming from and who just want to have a conversation. I'm not willing to have a conversation with someone who's going to be disrespectful of my beliefs or is going to just, you know, call me names or think, oh, you're stupid, blah, blah. I want to have a respectful conversation. I'm not open to having me and my views just being like, insulted you know and so I think there is a difference and I think what a lot of people are doing is kind of using cancel culture as like a tool to not to like minimize the chance of their views being like I don't know the people who are shutting the other people down um they're using that to avoid their views being you know, disrespected or whatever, and I understand why they do it, but it's not, doesn't make it right, you know, um, because they're basically just using, they're doing, they're disrespecting other people's views in order to get their views to not be disrespected, and it's just very, 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 I don't know, just not right, so I think about if someone says something that might be misinformed or not completely accurate, and you know, I'm talking about regular people whose job it isn't to inform people of various facts, you know, like, um, if some official was supposed to be informing someone of the facts, like, obviously, you would expect their information to be accurate, but I'm talking about normal people, just regular civilian people, um, but if we never let these people talk about their viewpoints, even if they're wrong, there's no room for growth, and, you know, I feel like we're expected to know all the facts before we speak, and people act like there's nothing worse than being wrong, sorry and who's to say that someone who is wrong won't listen to the people who are teaching them the right thing and learn from that you know by cutting people off from expressing their views you aren't suppressing their views you're suppressing their chance to learn people are still going to hold their views you're not stopping them from holding their views you know um you're not changing their mind either um you're actually probably solidifying them in their views of being like wow I thought this per the other side was a jerk and now they just shut me down so yeah they're a jerk so you're not stopping them from holding their views they're, they're still going to hold their views um but they won't get the opportunity to talk about them with somebody else this creates a very polarized society um that I think we are seeing because the opposing views are there but the discourse which is really incredibly valuable tool is being erased by 
people just be like, no, shut up, don't want to hear you, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, and I understand it if someone is going to just spout a bunch of, I don't know, just junk at you, um, like I said, like, if people are not going to be respectful, if people are just going to attack you, I don't think that you should have to listen to that, you know, um, maybe you don't need to respond, um, maybe you do need to respond, I don't know, but you shouldn't just stand there while your views are being disrespected, um, if you feel like that's not right, um, but as far as a respectful conversation, I feel like we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, we are throwing a respectful, intellectual conversation out with, you know, your views being disrespected by the other party, and I just, I don't, I don't know, I feel like there should be a better balance of how to handle this. Hey y'all, it's sponsor time. Today's episode is brought to you by Hugh Kitchen. Hugh is a family-founded chocolate and snacking company that focused on creating products that match ultra-simple ingredients with unbeatable taste. Built on a strong mission to help people get back to human, Hugh uses only simple, real, and responsibly sourced ingredients. Hugh obsessively vets each ingredient to unite in beatable taste with unmatched simplicity. They go beyond what is easy and expected to ensure that their products and practices are ethical and put both humanity and the human body first. All of Hugh's products are gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, and are not heavily processed. And guys, they have so many different flavors. They have cashew butter, they have cashew butter and raspberry, they have hazelnut butter, which is delicious they have mint they have vanilla they have like even like a vanilla crunch so their products are amazing so use the code pod for 15 percent off your next purchase at hughkitchen.com that's code pod p-o-d for 15 percent off at hughkitchen.com and find out why hugh helps people get back to human so the whole being afraid to say something um entire way of thinking is basically just the fear of being wrong and also the fear of being judged for it and trust me especially when I was a kid I hated being wrong and I still do to some degree my family will tell you that I am stubborn and do not like to be wrong but I feel like I'm mostly more relaxed with it actually as a whole I'm not as uptight as I was when I was younger uh which is great but anyway this fear over time kind of morphed into a fear of changing my mind and I know in adolescence we're all trying to figure out who we are and what we like and don't like and as I said I was an uptight little person and so I felt like if I made some public declaration that I liked I don't know if I liked pizza or something that if every time I didn't like pizza anymore then I'd be wrong and that was unacceptable you know so I felt very tied to what I became known for liking even if I began to not like something anymore I was just really afraid of changing my mind I guess I was also kind of afraid of evolving as a person but I want to say that it's completely okay to change your mind about something and this brings me back to rebranding the podcast Sure, I liked my old design, I didn't hate it, but I was really looking for something else. Um, And I'm not afraid to change the design because it wasn't really my vision anymore. And that is fine. I don't think I'm necessarily disappointing anyone. Um, Based on your feedback, I really am not disappointing many people. And so it's also a factor in the fear of evolving as a person. Um, Some people will like the new design better and some people will like the old design better. And that is fine too. 
So I actually have seen growth in my own life because I'm better at expressing my opinions without feeling like I have to be an expert, um, which is just kind of insane. Like, I'm not an expert, so why would I expect that of myself? And why would anyone else expect that of myself? So, anyway. And with not feeling stunted by my own harsh expectations of who people want me to be. And I think if we all take a breath, just take a breath right now, and drink some water and, you know, kind of stretch around and you know loosen up um but if we all take a breath and examine the ways you can contribute to a less hostile society the world would truly be a better place so maybe you're someone who is quick to think badly of someone with opposing viewpoints or just be like no they're wrong you know so okay you're passionate which is great the world needs more passionate people um but maybe you need to work on empathy and to see that everyone is in a different stage of life um and so what i think this world needs is convicted yet humble people who are respectful and want to learn they truly want to learn it's not just i'm going to talk about my views because i want to prove you wrong um and i know we all have that feeling of like i want to do this because i want to prove someone wrong and it's not all bad you know that that is stubbornness and determination and that's a good quality um but someone who's respectful, that's the kind of person I want to talk to about my own views. Because I'm going to go into the conversation with the knowledge that my convictions will be respected. And I'm not afraid of a challenge. I'm not. You know, I can confront, well, I don't want to say confront because that sounds hostile. But, um, you know, I can meet any challenge someone gives me um, head on, you know. And I'm not afraid of a challenge. But there is a difference between challenging someone's convictions in a way that is just oh, so why do you think that? Oh, so what made you come to that conclusion? You know, oh, well, if you think that, isn't that all based on feelings? And isn't that fleeting? Or something that is just like, oh, wow, you know, make someone think. There's a difference between that and disrespecting the person. And I think that people are so afraid of their viewpoints being disrespected that they have stopped challenging which is detrimental to our understanding of each other and the development of our values um and i feel like cancel culture you are disrespecting someone because you're so afraid that you will be disrespected and i just think it's really sad because it's completely the opposite of what people want you know we should be challenging each other more but not being disrespectful um and you know i can't as i said before i can't tell people to stop i can't even tell the cancel culture people to stop but I, I can, I can say it myself, it's my podcast, and it's my platform, I can say, I don't think it's right, I don't think it's productive, I just think it makes people hate each other more, you know, and this is super, super evident, in, like, fan bases and stuff, there are some fans who will, like, describe the person or band or whoever that they're fans of, who will just, like, it's like a gladiator match. It really is. Um, they can get so fierce and they can just like, you know, maybe one person dated another person and now their fan bases are feuding. And it's just a little bit like, come on, like grow up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say that again. Um, I think that people who are afraid of being disrespected, they're so afraid of that that they have stopped challenging and I feel like we need more challenges, we need less disrespect, and we need more challenges. We need healthy conversations. So that is just something to think about. 
So that's the episode. I really enjoyed talking about this. It was really fun and I hope I expressed myself well and kind of made you think. So again, catch me over on Instagram at Podcast if you'd like to see more of me during the week. Uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and give me five stars in a review so other people can find me too. You can even request an episode you'd like to see in your review if you want. So I always look at those so I'll be sure to see it and do the episode you want. So in exchange for you giving me a five star review. But yeah, besides that, have a great day and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.